Hello, listeners. We are so excited to introduce our first guest on the Purple Minion podcast, our athletic director at Madison, Ms. Podelsky. Uh, so today we're going to be asking our guests a series of student-submitted questions uh, to get the perspective of what it's like to be the head of athletics here at Madison High School. We're going to start the discussion by opening up the floor to Ms. Podelsky and get an inside view of what life is like as the athletic director at Madison High School. In your opinion, what is the most important aspect of being an athletic director? So excellent question, and, and thank you so much for having me here today. Um, effective decision-making uh, and problem-solving right now due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So examples, last-minute schedule changes, uh, bus and transportation shortage as far as drivers, uh, official shortages, and then really at the end of the day, working with other schools to fill the holes within our schedule matrix uh, for each team. And then beyond that, it's really being able to have strong character judgment. So do we have the correct coaches in the correct positions, working with the correct sport teams, and then also the correct level within our programs, I think are the two most important things on a day-to-day -day basis uh, to deal with. As you know, when I first came in, Mr. Coviello was asking, how was the day? And you know, I can show up and on my calendar, it looks like the day is going to go a certain way but that always doesn't happen in athletics. You're really, um, the best way to put it, you're juggling different balls in the air at the same time. So we might be in the winter season, but we're scheduling for spring, we're scheduling for fall, and then we're also just putting out different fires uh, throughout the day, but with the goal of having all of our athletic teams either practicing that day or getting to their games or being able to effectively host our games at home. Okay, so, um that seems like a lot of stuff you have to worry about on a day-to-day -day basis. So what inspired you to become an athletic director? Excellent question. Um, I think this really turned into a, natu a natural progression. Uh, I grew up playing all kinds of sports, really started with t-ball and baseball, softball, basketball, track. And then uh, I became a health phys ed, driver's ed teacher, girls basketball coach. And I really wanted to have a greater impact in a school community outside of my classroom and my gymnasium. Uh, I really grow up, grew up um, being an athlete, uh, coming from a basketball town in Pennsylvania. And uh, once I was in a school, you know, I was kind of like the cool phys ed teacher, right? So like Rosella or uh, Coach Novak. Mm -hmm. And um, once I was teaching, I really just continued my education. I was aware of Madison's uh, strong reputation for academic and athletics. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what ultimately led me here. And, you know, was the end goal or was the only goal to be an athletic director? I think the position was very attractive because it's also assistant principal. Mm -hmm. So although I was, you know, a standout athlete and a, a college basketball player, I'm also very much uh, an academic person. Um, I'm one class and a paper away from my doctorate. So, uh, you know, it just, this kind of ended up being like the ideal situation because although, um, you know, I'm running athletics, there's a lot of academic things that I get my hands wet in, you know, throughout the day and just guiding phys ed uh, teachers and also uh, our visual and performing art teachers on the day-to-day -day in their curriculum and things like that. Mm -hmm. Me and Joe know having teachers like Coach Rosella and Coach Novak is just like extremely inspiring in the classroom to just do your best in classes like gym and, and phys ed. And even like they show, they show us how much it means to set a better example to the younger kids because they have 
I mean, they teach freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors. Like, they reach everybody. And just like you said, like, you need to be able to reach everybody. And with experience being a college athlete, I, I feel like that's, that's easier for you than, than other people. Yeah, like, going along with that, I feel like especially for, like, girls in the school to see, to, like, to have those two strong, like, leaders, someone to look up to. Like, plays into that. Because, like, I know with, like, Coach Liberato, he's, like, young, like, cool gym teacher. And I feel like we mm -hmm. can uh, relate to him a lot. And if, like, you sure. have anything you want to say, I feel like it's really easy to talk to him. Because he's, like, obviously he has authority over us and, like, what, like, uh, whatever he says goes. But if you need to talk to somebody and you feel like you can relate to them more. And I feel like that's a really good thing to have in a school. Absolutely. As a Madison student, one of the most important roles we feel is active in the school are our student leaders. What methods have you found to be most effective when trying to communicate with those leaders, like sports captains or maybe leaders of like athletic clubs and stuff like that? Sure. Uh, so my very first year here, when we actually had a lunch period, uh, twice a month, student leaders, uh, sometimes captains, not always captains, were elected by their coaches. And we would meet, we would have lunch together, we'd discuss you know, different things we wanted to plan throughout the year, different events. Um, we would also uh, work on different tasks. Uh, it could be leadership related. At one point we were working to kind of revise the mission of our athletics department and things like that. Uh, once COVID hit, unfortunately our schedule changed so I haven't been able to have the lunch meetings with the kids. But um, usually each season, um, I have the coaches give me names of either their captains or student leaders that are juniors or seniors, and we make time to meet. Uh, sometimes it's as a, as a group, other times individually in my office. And I think, too, just being present, um, you know, at games, talking to kids before the game, after the game, um, practices. And then from time to time, and, and especially kind of during our break right now at our, our shortened lunch period, kids are in and out of the office. Um, and sometimes it's really, you know, just concerns, right? Um, some hot topics, especially if we don't have a coach hired yet for a specific team, they come in, talk to me, you know, what is the timeline and even provide feedback of the type of individual that they're looking for. We know that you uh, entered the school during a pretty difficult time. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about how entering the school during a global pandemic was? Like, how did that affect you? Like, just testing out being athletic director for the first sure. time, and all of a sudden, bam, pandemic. Right, sure. So um, I'll never forget where I was in March of 2020, standing in the hall when Mr. Drexel made the announcement uh, on the loudspeaker saying that, like, all spring sports were, you know, essentially canceled. Uh, it was kind of like a bad dream. And uh, once that hit and everyone was at home, and all of a sudden we were talking about masks and social distancing and um, how are we holding you know, National Signing Day virtually and, and things like that. So very, very different. Um, I'm often reminded that what I've been doing in the last kind of two and a half years wasn't the original job that mm -hmm. you, know, you, you kind of signed up for. Um, it's been great in some aspects because the pandemic has forced us to think outside the box. Mm -hmm. So we changed our entire registration procedure. It's touchless. It's paperless. Um, we also, you know, have found ways to be able to hold events where people are still social distanced, things like that. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I think we're all looking back to, to getting to normal. I think that 
the pandemic made me have to worry about things we never thought about before, right? So you never had to disinfect a football after mm -hmm. someone touched it yeah. or a soccer ball. Um, you never had to worry, okay, how many people are on the bus? Oh, you can only have 22 people on the bus. Again, the masks, all of those things, which is, you know, for years, athletic directors never thought about those things. And then, unfortunately, I think because I have such an up-close and personal view of, you know, what are our protocols once we've been back at school, I've kind of had to fill the role of, like, the bad cop, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm in the gym and I have to tell somebody, like, hey, put your mask back on, put... And my personality is not bad cop and mm -hmm. rule enforcer, um, but with COVID and knowing what's at stake, because again, um, I'm always aware, like our NF NFHS camera is on, mm -hmm. right? So if we're um, creating an environment that's supposedly safe for students during COVID, well, like I'm the one that has to answer, well, why so-and-so's mask wasn't on at the basketball game and, you know, all of those things that, mm -hmm probably individuals sometimes don't think about. And I'm also, you know, I work very closely with Mr. Drexel. I work very closely with Nurse Vestigi. And anytime we were contact tracing, it was like, hey, how many kids were in the locker room? How many minutes were they in there? Were the masks on? And so I think just with all the rules, I have turned into kind of the rule enforcer, where I think once we're back to, you know, no masks and, and COVID's kind of in the rear view mirror, I get to be a little more of, all right, um, you know, what, what, what kind of fun are we going to have mm -hmm. while we're still supporting our team, you mm -hmm. know, and moving into like things we were working on before the pandemic was like uh, myself and Mr. Drexel were working with our student leaders on what theme are you having for the ice hockey game and like all of those things. But mm -hmm. because we kind of went through that lull of sometimes there was fans, student fans, sometimes there weren't, mm -hmm. it just hasn't really gained momentum. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really difficult situation to be in, especially like for someone who's new to the building, having to come in and automatically just to to be the person that has to kind of have some like authority and be able to be like, guys, like, listen, like, I don't want to have to do this, but you have to understand that like there's stuff that needs to happen or else people will get in trouble. Right. I feel like that's that's such a hard position to be put in, and I I feel like both of like me and Luke both as captains understand, like obviously not to that degree, but. There's some things where it's like, guys, like, we got to, we got, there's stuff that needs to be done. Right. Like, we got to get on track to do the right thing. And, like, something we, we talk about all the time is people don't understand, like, how many new rules and regulations go into all these new procedures that you have to take. And even, like, as simple as, like, getting contact traced, like, that was really difficult. Like, like during a sports season, being contact traced, like, mm -hmm. it's, it's horrible. But, like, missing, missing a sport... Having your having your coach perceive you as a like a misbehavior on the weekends, like you're trying to get into that stuff, it was just it was really hard. But all of it is necessary when when people's safety is the main concern. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, you touched on it before, but uh, you said you were aware of Madison's greatness before you already came here. But mm -hmm. um, what does being a Dodger mean to you? Sure. So uh, believe it or not, I've been asked this question many times. Um, you know, what's a Dodger? What does it mean? Obviously, I've done my homework uh, prior to getting here, and I know, you know, the, the town's history with Geraldine Dodge and her dog and everything like that. Um, but I think the best example it would be for me and, and to share what I believe it means, um, you'd have to look up in the dictionary Dodger, and I believe you'd see a picture of Mr. Joe Sakala. And the reason I say this is because not only is he a product of Madison High School, Madison Ice Hockey, 
Um, but Mr. Sakala embodies what Madison Dodger stands for. And I believe it's strong leadership skills, a positive role model within the school and our community, um, pride in self and others, the ability to represent Madison in a positive light, conducting uh, oneself daily with confidence, focus, and a positive attitude. And then finally, a commitment uh, to pride and team spirit and then service to our community. Um, and I feel like he is the best example and kind of who our students look up to and strive to be. And he's also an individual that um, when our students leave here, um, you know, you're always a Dodger for life and kids that come back from college. And I know I haven't been here that long, but there's so many that have still returned and they just have such great memories here. And it's really an investment in our school and our community. And it's, it starts with kind of how you've experienced your high school years here. I actually didn't have Mr. Sakala prior to this year, but I have him for history in Hollywood. And I was telling my parents how much of a just engaging teacher he was. And I had my mom read the uh, piece published about his family. And um, it actually made her cry because of just like how much, how much he puts into this town and this school and how un like generally unrecognized he goes for it. But um, he really is. The, the definition of a Dodger, and we love Mr. Sakala here. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I've, I've never had a class with him, like, I've never, like, in a school setting, but, like, just from going to, like, all the hockey games and just walking around, like, the school and just, like, being involved and stuff, like, I know I know who he is. He knows who I am. Like, we're, like, we're friendly, and I think he's a really good example of someone that you should want to model yourself after if you want to make a difference in a community because, again, like you said, like he does so much stuff that goes unrecognized and it's not all about the, oh, like, oh, I did this. Like, look at me. I'm donating to this. It's, no, nah, I'm just going to do it because I know it's right. Um, I'm going to be a good person because I care about this school and this community. And I think everyone should, should strive to be that way. Over the last three years, we've had a lot of head coaching changes or coaching changes in general. Mm -hmm. When deciding either to move on or add someone to a coaching staff, what factors uh, go into making these decisions? Sure. Uh, so that's a great question. Um, and to be honest, there's multiple factors. Mm -hmm. And usually working hand in hand with Mr. Drexel or some of our assistant principals, um, but first thing, you know, on my end of it is the coach fulfilling all of their duties, right? So not just what you see at practice or at the games, mm -hmm. but, you know, if, you're, if your season is about four months long, what are they doing in the eighth, you know, eight months off season? Um, you know, are they completing their paperwork on, on time? Are they engaging our student athletes outside of the season? Are they providing preseason training, postseason training? Um, anything like that. So it's really all encompassing in terms of is it a year-round commitment that they're able to give us? Mm -hmm. um, what type of experience are they creating for our student athletes, right? Mm -hmm. So this could be in the form of feedback that uh, students share. It could be in feedback from parents, community members, also just in my observations, right? Seeing the practices, the games, the day-to-day. -day. Um, additionally, some individuals since I've been here have left positions due to other factors, right? So it wasn't, you know, we said, hey, you don't really uh, fit into what we're looking to do with your sport, but more of life changed for them, mm -hmm. right? So did they get a job elsewhere? Did they decide to start a family? All of those things. Um, I think it's important too that um, 
once our, our new administration had come in about three years ago, we kind of looked at every program, um, you know, and you look at from the top down, the numbers, who's coming in, going out each year. Um, wins and losses are important, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's not everything, right? You could be undefeated and the kids could have a horrible time uh, mm -hmm. with that coach, but really just um, raising the bar and, and taking our programs um, back up to where they should be if, they, if they're not, you know, kind of at that elite level that, uh, you know, we're looking for. And I think you'll see um, over the last couple of years when we've had new coaches in place, our numbers have um, improved, you know, and that really means those individuals are creating an environment that our students want to be a part of. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think it's a common theme among the, the students here that we want to succeed on the field and we want to be as successful as possible with with having a good time but also wins and losses and, and bringing us back to that prestigious level we had and also maybe even like kids who want to play at the next level having a support system for them to not think of it as a excruciating process for it to be easy and supported mm -hmm. yeah or we like when we were in junior school and elementary school, like every team was winning everything, mm -hmm. and that's just it was just so nice to see that. I there's still that like the the students that are at the high school right now remember that, and everyone is just so committed still and just willing like to do anything it takes while still having a good time. And I think that's really good because I feel like that also gives the coaches an environment where they have this team of, especially if they're a new coach and like like for me and Luke like lacrosse. We were named captains by an old coach, and now we have a new one coming in. So we're kind of helping him navigate around, like, the culture and because we, we still know what it should be. Sure. And obviously he has his own stuff that he wants to implement. But um, as for us as seniors who have been go who've done it for four years already, it's, it's nice to be able to look at a coach in the eye the first day and be like, this is a team full of kids who are committed to be, to be good and have a good time and have fun. And we just want nothing but the best for everyone involved. So I think that's that's really nice. And it's also like what you said about um, new coaches bringing in new motivation. We see it already. We've we've experienced Coach Letter for not even not even a month, and he's motivated kids who I didn't even know could be motivated. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I so. I would agree with you. Just looking at your registration numbers, I mean they're off the charts. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, it's great, and I hope you know you guys continue to have. A great experience and, and it translates into a positive season yeah like no no offense to anybody but if you told me at the end of our sophomore year that we were going to have record high numbers in two years like with like after our season got canceled and everything that mm -hmm. went on with that if you told me that we were going to have record like numbers for lacrosse and I, was, I, I would not believe you but I'm so happy that it's happening no, and that's great. And, and just so you know, too, from my side, you know, I run into the problem, hey, like we have X number of uniforms and this many kids signed up. And the mm -hmm. answer is, well, we're going to buy new, you know, more uniforms. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a good problem to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, all right, that's, that's it for the questions today. We hope this information was not only helpful to students, but if any Dodger faculty is watching, we hope it's helpful to you too. Um, and Thank we want to. We just want to remind everyone, real quick, watching, uh, follow, like, put it on your Instagram story, share this, because we want We want everyone to be able to see this, because we think this is a really good way um, for you guys to figure out what's going on and help you guys out, help us out. Um, so all the support is greatly appreciated. Thank you guys. Miss Podelsky, do you mind saying "Roll Purple Minion"?
No, no problem. Can you say it on the sure, camera? Sure. Roll purple minion. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.